1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira.
1: The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is
0: finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level –
1: Though it may be known as America's pastime, baseball has spread across the world. Though the MLB is trying to come back, there is still some money to be made overseas. And Greg Peterson is going worldwide to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. From the return of baseball in the States to daily KBO picks. All the bases covered on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. So here is the International King of Swing.
2: Hey warm hello, and welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. We've got a great show for you. as Sean Tierney. You may know him as the gentleman that has went from hockey to the KBO. You can follow him on Twitter at ChartingHockey. He's going to be joining me in the second segment. We talked to him two weeks ago about how he was charting the KBO, how he was able to pick up on the league, so... We're going to follow up with him, see if he's had to make any adjustments with regards to his models, what he's all seen, and just get his thoughts on tonight's games as we got a lot of foreign-born pitchers that are going to be going in the KBO for Thursday morning and in the final segment. I will give you a side in total on every one of those five KBO games for Thursday morning in a little something I like to call it, Touch them all. First things first, always love being able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast. If you have something that you'd like answered on this podcast when it comes to baseball, KBO, MLB, gambling, what have you. Fired into my timeline at Jurns41. If you send these via direct message, AKDM. Well, well letters DM to me mean does not matter but if you send them into the timeline, more than happy to give you guys an answer. We had a couple yesterday did not have any today so if there's anything that you'd like answered for tomorrow fire that in but without further ado since we have no questions for today let's dive into what we all saw from the KBO Wednesday morning. Try to find some trends to try to get to know these teams a little bit better.
1: What happened yesterday? Let's go around the bases and find out.
2: Goes back to something that I had answered on this podcast yesterday when it comes to the on Bears totals. Nine out of their last 10 road games had won over the total, but five out of their last seven overall had won under, and the under is now 6-2 and two in their last eight games as the KT Wiz, or as they're called on this podcast, the Smiling Blobs, were able to get a 72 win over the Doosan Bears. For the Bears, it was certainly a little bit of a... Effect of the defense that really did them in as the bullpen wound up having to go three innings in this one. And all three runs that the bullpen gave up for Dusan were unearned. Young Chan Lee wound up getting the start for Dusan. He gave up four runs over the course of five innings. Two long balls, so that certainly was not effective. And you've got to give Hun Jun So a lot of credit. He wound up going seven innings in this one. He doesn't give up a single earned run. He struggled against everyone else that he's pitched against. But in two starts against the Bears, he's went 12 innings and given up two runs. So good on him. And how about the white hot Mel Rojas? He goes 3 of 5 in this one. Goes yard once again. He now has 8 jacks on the season. Now is one of the leaders with regards to RBI in the KBO with 26 though. So he has been ripping the cover off the ball and a man that he is in contention with for most RBIs in the KBO. That would be Preston Tucker of the Kia Tigers who wound up driving in 3 runs against the Lote Giants as the Tigers on Wednesday morning were able to get an 11-2 win in this one for Logan. Okay, Adrian Sampson was really stretched out as compared to his first start. He was supposed to be on a 50 pitch limit in his first start. He wound up going 59. In this one, he goes 84 pitches. He gives up six runs, all of which were earned. And things really spiraled out of control in the fifth inning when the Kia Tigers were able to get a touchdown along with the extra point. Prior to that, it was really a 3-1 to game. The game was out in front of them. And then Loté had to piecemeal together the bullpen efforts of four and two-thirds innings. They wind up giving up five runs, all of which were earned in the process. And for the Kia Tigers... They were getting a lot of production up and down the boulevard as they wound up having six, count of six different players, wind up getting two plus hits in this one. And for Kia, they got a very good start in this one out of. John Yang, he winds up going six innings, gives up one run bullpen from there. They certainly did their job giving up one run over the course of three innings. A bullpen that was put in a very sticky situation is that of the SK Wyverns. Didn't necessarily do a bad job, but the damage was already done by the fact that Jianwuk Lee was not able to give a good start as the NC Dinos get back on track. They get an 8-6 win over the Wyverns. And for the Wyverns, this is a team that certainly has heated up. You do have to give them a lot of credit as... They went into this game with a five-game win streak, but the NC Dinos wind up putting up five runs on the board in the first inning. Bullpen from there for the Wyverns, they were able to do a solid job. Five innings, they do give up three runs, but keep in mind, this is against the NC Dinos. And for the Dinos, their bullpen, they wind up going a grand total of five and a third innings. They give up two runs in the process, so they were certainly able to keep the game out in front of them. And Sung Young Cha, he winds up giving up four runs, but three of which were earned Over the course of three and two-thirds innings, if there is something promising for the Wyverns, Jamie Romack, who has been off to an ice-cold start with regards to being able to hit home runs after hitting 29 last year. He wound up going deep in this one. He started the campaign and then Kang Min Kim wound up going yard as well from the leadoff spot, but you got to love what Sung Bum Na has been able to do for the NC Dinos so far this year, hitting a 327, His eighth home run of the year, he was limited to just 23 games last year, but only at four home runs so far through 25 games this year. He's already got eight. He has certainly heated up. Aaron Altair also had an RBI in this game as all nine starters in the lineup for NC had at least one hit in this one, so they were certainly able to rip the cover off the ball, and the Kiwoom Heroes all of a sudden are starting to rip the cover off the ball as well. They wind up playing an under but that's because in the final eight innings of the game, the Hanwha Eagles had as many runs as Greg Peterson and they also had four, count them, four errors which did not lend support to their starter Warwick Sample, along with the bullpen as the heroes are able to get the 6-2 win in this one. And for the heroes, they were able to play a lot of small ball but the guy that really was able to step up for the team Ha Sung Kim. He winds up getting three hits and four at-bats for the team. Drives in a run. Certainly did a solid job there. And then for the Hanwha Eagles, you got to feel for Saphold in this one. He winds up going 100-11 pitches. He winds up beating seven innings. Two of the runs that he gave up were unearned. He certainly didn't do himself a whole heck of a lot of favors, but you could see that the fielding was doing him absolutely no help whatsoever. If there was one bright spot for the Eagles, it was the fact that their foreign-born position player, Jared Hoang, who has really been off to a slow start so far this year. Hitting just a 215. He did wind up getting a home run in this one. It's sort of the campaign, but with that said, when you take a look at the Anwa Eagles, not getting a whole lot out of the lineup, you've got one guy that's hitting above a 280, so that's really been an issue, and all of a sudden, the Samsung Lions are becoming an issue for the rest of the KBO. They have now won 6 out of their last 7 games. They take down the LG Twins by a count of 12-6. to This one really turned into a little bit of a slugfest, but you've got to give Hundung-Hyu a little bit of credit in this one. He's the 18-year-old that we saw go up against Adrian Sampson on ESPN last week. He was able to get out of those bases loaded jams. He didn't necessarily have the world's greatest art, but he kept the game out in front of him. Gave up three runs over the course of five innings. Did scatter eight hits, but only one walk. So, he was able to limit the damage. From there, the bullpen of Samsung, they do wind up giving up three runs over the course of four innings. But, someone that is all of a sudden heated up. How about one, Tyler Saladino. He winds up getting two hits and three at-bats in this one. Three runs. He went deep in one of its at-bats as well. One suck lee. He winds up having a home run as well. He may have the name suck in his name, but he certainly does not suck as that is his fourth home run of the campaign. And then with the LG twins, they were able to get quite a bit of production out of the middle of lineup. Hunsu Kim along with In Sung Che, they wind up combining for five hits, but all of a sudden Roberto Ramos has been struggling a little bit with the bat, still hitting a 360 for the year, but he combined three hits over the team's last four games, has not had a home run in any of those games. He has one RBI in the process as well. So that certainly has affected the team. And then Casey Kelly just got completely lit up in this game eight runs give it up over the course of five innings, and then the bullpen from there, they give up four runs, three of which were earned over the course of four innings. So, that's what we all noticed from the KBO Wednesday morning. Now it is that time in which we bring in our good buddy, Sean Tierney. He is terrific when it comes to analyzing the NHL. He's been doing a great job of looking at the KBO, so we're going to ask him if he's had to make any changes with regards to his models, what he's all noticed from the KBO, and just get a look at the games for Thursday morning, and that's on the other side right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast, with I Greg Peterson
1: Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the overtime network hotline
2: and we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the baseball betting podcast with myself Greg Peterson great to have on our next guest as he joined me about two and a half weeks ago much like myself He is new to the KBO, but has done a great job of being able to chart a little bit of everything. And he does a lot of charts because it's right in his Twitter handle, at Charting Hockey. You can find him on his website, chartinghockey.ca. He does a great job with The Athletic and so much more. He is naturally an NHL reporter and analyst, but he has gotten into the KBO. Obviously, he's going to be back with the NHL soon, as we got the good news with them in the last week. But he also does a great job in the KBO, and I know that I remember him saying, saying that he's going to be sticking with this league until we get Major League
0: Baseball back. And Sean, great to have you aboard. How are you? I'm doing well, Greg. Like you said, it's nice to know that the NHL's back in focus and we're going to get some games there eventually. But in the meantime, I've been loving the chance to dig into the KBO and apply some models to it and make some charts for it. So, you know, I've been really enjoying it even without hockey around, but sounds like it's coming back soon, so that's good news too.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I had you on about two and a half or so weeks ago, give or take a day or two. And have you had to make any changes to your models in these last two and a half weeks? Because it has been a very wild year. And what I thought was so interesting is that Daniel Kim of ESPN came out with the numbers with regards to bullpen ERA in the beginning of the weekend. Going into the week, only the LG Twins had an ERA in the bullpen below a 4-7, which I think is just astonishing.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest change, that would be one, is that the bullpens in the KBO have been just extremely volatile, and so... You know, if you pick up a game in the fifth or sixth inning before you're awake and ready to watch, you know, you're in for a treat usually because the runs are going to come in and teams that have a lead aren't guaranteed to hold on to anything late. So it's sort of fun in that way. And, you know, if you're betting, you're looking at overs all the time thinking you've got a chance even late in the game. The biggest change, I think, has sort of been built in just the way that I regressed the model to value last season's results at the team level into this year. Teams like, you know, the SK Wyverns, they shouldn't have been as bad as they were early on. And. We've really seen them turn around over the past week or so. Their run differential has trended into sort of top three in the league over the past handful of games. That's not really regression in my model as much as, you know, SK wasn't going to lose 100 games this year. And they've really turned themselves around and look like a competent team. And I think maybe Doosan at the last that we spoke, they were really rolling along. And the fact that they give up so many runs against, they're usually right around the top of the league. It's just a hard way to win reliably day in and day out. And we've seen their results be a little bit more mixed over the past week or so. And I think, you know, my model was just kind of waiting for some of those mixed results to come in to deflate some of those favorites that kept coming out ahead when I projected the games every day.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I did think that SK was eventually going to have value on them. The only question was when, and obviously they were able to take the first game of their series with the Dinos as we do have Sean Tierney joining me right here on the podcast. And what we are noticing for the games that are going to be taking place on Thursday morning is that we've got a big divide between the favorites and the underdogs, which I do think is so fascinating. And as you take a look at a lot of these games, A lot of the home teams are the favorites, like the NC Dinos are a big favorite. You've got the Kia Tigers as a favorite, and most of these favorites, they all have foreign-born pitchers, like an Eric Jokic, a Raul Alcantara going for the Doosan Bears, guys like this. Is there any of these foreign-born pitchers that you think there should be a better premium on than others, or vice versa? Is there maybe a foreign-born pitcher that you think is a little bit more vulnerable to giving up a bunch
0: of runs than others? I think Jokic has been, you know, True money early on, and that really bears out in the predictions. I've got Kawum at 64% to win, which is really, really high. But he's been, you know, maybe the best pitcher going in the league so far. And then playing against Hanwa, they've completely seen their wheels fall off as the season has gone on and just sort of have average pitching going against them. So I think Jokic just sort of lived up to the billing. We saw last night with Hanwa not really deliver after a really long streak of quality starts. I like Rusinski going for the NC Dinos. but He draws the matchup with Kim Tae-hoon for the Wyverns, who's been impressive so far too. So that one winds up being a bit of a wash in terms of pitcher strength, I think. It just comes down to the Dinos are the better team and they wind up with an edge. Aaron Brooks is going for Kia and Brooks has been sort of, in between um, last couple starts, less than before that for him. So Brooks doesn't totally blow me away. And then Alcantara going for the on Bears has been a real plus for them. But again, you know, we have Dusan and KT Wiz going against each other, and those are the two highest scoring teams in the league. So you know, he's really in for it trying to hold down the KT Wiz. I see that one. Despite the fact there's two okay pitchers or a really good pitcher in Alcantara, that could be a big over just because those teams really put the, the runs up on the board.
2: And you speak to it, the KT Wiz, aka, as we call them on this podcast, the Smiling Blobs and the Tucson Bears, two worst bullpen ERAs in the KBO going into this week. So it certainly has been interesting. And then, We're seeing a lot of teams in the KBO. They're either on a two-game win streak, a two-game losing streak, or they're just one up, one down. That is every team except for Anwa. This is a team that they got up to a respectable seven to nine start. They are currently losers of 10 straight games. You just spoke about how high you feel about Eric Jokic going into tonight. I am right there with you. I'm going to be on the heroes on the run line, but on the run line. But with that said, they do have Minwoo Kim going for them. I think with Anwa, what has really been big for them is the fact that it just feels like their bullpen has been heavily used up. The starting pitching. While it hasn't been necessarily terrific, it hasn't necessarily been bad either, but I think that this is just a victim of a team that it feels like the pitching has all the pressure on them to hold the team to three runs or fewer because they're just not getting a lot of help from the offense, and as a result, it's taken a toll on both the starting pitching along with the bullpen.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've got them as the lowest runs for in the league right now at just under four runs. The next lowest is SK at 4.4, so not even really particularly close. And then you couple that with just sort of average pitching on the whole, they're right in the middle of the pack in terms of, runs against per game. It leaves them with the worst run differential going. And we've seen that bear out in the results at the team level for them. It just looks like they've got nothing going for them in the right direction. I've got a sort of over under projector that I like to look in on. And in their games they tend to be right around eight point eight. And that's a combination of they don't give up a ton necessarily, but they just can't get any runs going for themselves. So you no, know, they're not a team featured on the ESPN broadcast maybe as much as some of the others, but it's not one I'm looking to watch or, or seeking out their matchups usually either. It's just Kind of been a weird season for them, and be interesting to see if they can turn around it all as the year goes on. And speaking
2: of weird seasons, as we do have Sean Tierney joining me on the podcast, has a great job of covering the NHL for The Athletic, and now he is turning into a terrific KBO handicapper and analyst. And a team that I think is so fascinating is the Samsung Lions. This is a team that's winners of six out of their last seven. They've got one of the better bullpen ERAs that you're going to find out there in the KBO. Got off to a really slow start, but this is a team that they were missing a few pieces going into the year. I think that getting hak Lee to be able to help out the defense has been big, and I think that it can't be underestimated how huge the emergence of Tyler Saladino has been. He has had multiple hits. In six out of the team's last nine games in this recent run, he went from hitting about a buck 50 to now hitting a 282. I think it just goes to show how big of an impact the foreign-born player in the lineup plays. And who knows what the Key womb Heroes will be doing if they do wind up finding that foreign-born player. Because as we know, they let go of Taylor Motter. And I think that the Key womb Heroes have the most upside and at the same time, we are seeing just how big of an impact this one guy can make on a team.
0: But I think, you know, Kiwoom's interesting, like you said, letting go of one of their foreign-born players. It must have been Daniel Kim as well that I was following and got the news from just saying how long it'll take before Kiwoom can expect to add another foreign-born player to take the roster spot. and just sort of estimating it's probably a month between signing somebody, getting them to the country, quarantining long enough to get them into the lineup. And really speaks to just what a poor fit it was for Modder in the league that they're willing to go a month of games without a foreign-born player in the lineup rather than keep them around. It wasn't working, but I think you, know, you touched on both Kiwoom and Samsung. And one thing I like to look at is wins versus expectation at the team level using run differential to see how many wins each team should have and Samsung and Kiwoom are side by side in that chart, both about two games less in terms of wins than they should have based on the way they've played. And Samsung has started to get those results over the past handful of games. And I think they're both teams that will find themselves sort of right up near the top tier or in the middle top as the season goes on. And it's a real run that Samsung's been on to drag themselves back into the pack after kind of a rough start.
2: I agree with you, and as we're seeing it for tonight, the Kiwom Heroes are a big favorite, as we were talking about a little bit earlier. LG Twins are a big favorite. Dinos are. The Doosan Bears are pretty much like the smallest favorite on the board right now, which I think is very interesting, along with the LG Twins. Is there any underdog that you think has a good chance of being able to pull out the outright win tonight? Because I am seeing a bunch of mismatches when it comes to the actual money line
0: spread. I think I agree with you that Doosan and KT Wiz is the closest one I've got at 52% for Doosan to 48 for KT. And anytime you're talking about offenses that score as often as they do, that's a prime place where an upset could kind of creep up. But you know, through about a month of watching these games, I've learned that no lead is safe and any team might take one except for maybe Hanwa. So I think if I'm picking one underdog that might sort of defy the odds tonight, it's definitely KT that sort of has a chance. And it's a situation where, you know, a home field advantage is something we know in the MLB, at least in hockey as well. And so far, that doesn't appear to be a thing statistically in the league, at least so far, without fans in the stands home advantage seems to be about 0%, or it it winds up being about 50%. No added advantage. So Just being at home, KT doesn't get that little boost, but I still think it's a run-scoring environment, and that's the one I'd look at for a dog to maybe overperform. And the biggest surprise of this KBO season, Sean, is the fact that Hanwha doesn't have a
2: big home field advantage. I mean, the big Snorlax (laughs) and the crowd along with his Pokemon friends. I mean, how does any team go in there and get a win? I'm not sure. I mean, 50 stuffed animals staring at you every single pitch. It is intimidating. But what else is intimidating? Is anyone trying to put out better work than you are right now, Sean? Would like to close it up with this. <laughs> Let the good people know what you're all doing in general, since obviously the NHL is going to be coming back. We don't have a firm date as of yet, but at the very least, we did get the very good news last week. I know that you're doing a great job with the KBO as well.
0: Uh, you know, we're just waiting for hockey to come back, and I'll be ready to go with all my usual stuff once we get some firm dates there. But In the in-between time, it's chartinghockey.ca, which sounds kind of funny, but it's where all the KBO charts and things I'm making are. And then I'm tweeting out lots of that stuff sort of as we go through my Twitter at chartinghockey as well. So check me out there and and see the, the charts I'm making. Lots of stuff. Just grateful again to have live sports we've been able to dig into in a really exciting league.
2: It certainly is. We are getting some good news. The NBA announced on Wednesday that they're going to be coming back. Last week, it was the NHL Hopefully we'll get some gosh darn Major League Baseball here in the States and in Canada sometime soon. But in the meantime, we do have the KBO. The Japanese Baseball League is going to be starting up in a few weeks as well. And Sean is doing a great job of rolling with the punches. So big thanks to Sean Tierney of Charity Hockey for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time to podcast, which I give you a side and total on every game on today's KBO betting board as we touch them all.
1: Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start, and now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the
2: Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Big thanks to our good buddy Sean Tierney of The Athletic and Charting Hockey for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time the podcast, which I give you a side in total on every game on today's KBO betting board as we... Touch 'em
1: all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do
2: you note know that when I say today's KBO betting board, I mean the ones that start Thursday morning at 2.30 a.m. Pacific, 5.30 a.m. Eastern. This is always going to be confusing to me. I don't know what to call it, so we're just going to go with that. And as per usual, unlike MLB betting, you're betting on the team and the team only. Let's say that you bet the Tucson Bears. You're thinking that you're going to get Raul Alcantara. Instead, you wind up getting Blobby Big Blobberson, and he is coming in, making his first career start. Well, you're stuck with Bobby McMoberson because the only place that I've seen that you're able to go pitcher dependent with these bets is pinnacle. So you're betting on the team and the team only. So you just want to throw out there those disclaimers, and now let's get into it. And we're going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order, starting with 304, 691, 304, 692. The Doosan Bears are going to be hitting the road face off against KT Wiz, better known as the Smiling Blobs. With our good friends, the Smiling Blobs, they are anywhere between a plus 153 and a plus 160. With the Doosan Bears, you are going to be laying anywhere between minus 176 and minus 185. Totally, you're going to be finding on this game is 11 and a half. Pretty equal juice across the board. The over is anywhere between even a minus 105. The under is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. Starters for this game, Marul Alcantara is going to be going for the on Bears. Meanwhile, Min Kim takes the mound for the KT Wiz, a.k.a. Smiling Blobs. And Mr. Min has actually been very solid when it comes to the Smiling Blobs. He has given up a grand total of six runs over the last three starts that he has made one of those runs was unearned here's the big thing though in those last three starts walks have been an issue. He's had 14 walks in that time span, so he has really been dodging a whole lot of danger, in my opinion. This is someone that does a good job of being able to limit the hard contact. He's given up two home runs over his last five games, but both of those home runs, they came in a road start against, you guessed it, the Doosan Bears. He has not had good history there. Meanwhile, with Mr. Raul Alcontra, this is his second year out there in the KBO. So far, it's 4-1. and one. He has been giving up a little bit of hard contact. Four home runs so far this year, but what you like about him is that he doesn't give up a, a lot of walks. Six walks given up over the course of 30 innings. He's really found his watermark in my opinion as he's allowed six earned runs, seven total over his last three starts. So I certainly do think that that is a very good sign for Mr. Alcantara. With the Tucson Bears, they are a little bit banged up, but they have been able to get a couple of their bats in the lineup. Someone like a J.O.O. who's hitting right around a 350. That is big for this team. They need to get j1 Kim going. He has a combined three hits over the team's last six games. So certainly he has had a little bit have a struggle, just one home run in the team's last five games, and you gotta feel like Jose Miguel Fernandez is starting to down just a little bit. He's hitting a 456. Still, he went one of four yesterday. But with that said, you got to think that there's going to be a little bit of regression setting in. And for the smiling blobs, the offense has certainly been there. You've got Kunsu Park, who has been doing just an absolutely terrific job. He's hitting a 312 so far this year. But he is age 36. Hit more around at 250 last year. I do think that these numbers are going to be coming down a little bit. Matt Rojas has been a white hot for this team as well. 26 RBI, eight home runs, 470 batting average, multiple hits in each of the team's last three games, and at least a home run and three plus RBI in each of those last three as well. Gotta think that he's due in for a little bit of a clunker, especially with the Focus really being on him in the lineup because you have been dealing with some injuries with KT and with Tucson. They certainly have been playing a lot of overs on the road, but overall, six out of their last eight games have won under. I think that with Alcantara on the mound, he's going to be able to hold down the fort against the good old smiling blob. So we're going to be taking the money line here with the Doosan Bears, and we are going to be taking this total under as a result. 304, 693, 304, 694. You've got the NY Eagles, and they are going to be playing us the Kiwom Heroes. Heroes are, as I'm seeing it right now, the biggest fan favorite on the board. I might be mistaken here but I am seeing them anywhere between minus 250 and minus 280 That makes the Eagles anywhere between plus 210 and plus 235. Over and under are at 9. With the juice on the over of 9, it's anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. Under is anywhere between even and minus 105. When you take a look at the starters for this game, Eric Jokic is going to be going for the heroes. Meanwhile, Minwoo Kim is going to be taking the mound for Anwa. And with Minwoo Kim, he has 0-2 so far this year, but I actually do like the job that he's done. He's not necessarily going to give you a whole bunch of length he has made it to the sixth inning just really once in his last 10 starts, or I should say through six full innings, because he did have a start that went five and two thirds innings, but he certainly is not a guy that's going to necessarily give you the most depth. But I will say this he has given up three earned runs or fewer in eight out of his last nine appearances. That is something that you can hang your hat on. I will also say this in each out of his last four appearances, he's given up at least two walks as well. That is an issue. And I do think that this is one of the spots in which the Eagles just cannot find the strike zone. I don't know what they drank. I don't know if it's a Pokemon in the back that's really distracting them, but in three of their last four games, as a team, they have surrendered nine plus walks. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. And with Kiwoom, this is a team that all of a sudden is starting to heat up. Biongo Park, he has been doing a better job with the bat, hitting just still a 2.28 on the year, but with that said, this is someone that led the KBO in home runs last year. He's got six so far this year after belting out 33 of them last year. You have to like. Like what you're seeing out of Dongwan Park as well. Sitting a three thirty seven on the campaign. One of the best hitting catchers that you're gonna find in the KBO I just sent home runs last year. He's already got six so far this year. And with Anwa, they're right now along with Lote, the bottom two teams in the KBO when it comes to home runs. Jared Hoang was able to get a home run yesterday. That was obviously a very good sign, but you really don't have anyone other than their leadoff hitter in Youngku Lee that's hitting a 300 or better, and he's hitting approximately a 300. You just don't have a lot of guys that are able to set the table, give this team opportunities to be able to drive in runs. They really rely upon walks, and with Jokic, he's done a very good job of being able to find the plate. 4-0 record in five starts so far this year, a grand total of five walks. He's not going to put guys on base cheaply. He certainly will pitch the contact a little bit more but he induces a lot of soft contact with the Kiwum heroes. They've got a well rested bullpen and they're probably not going to need too much of it. Meanwhile with Anwa, they were able to get a solid start out of Sampled, So I do think that this is a spot in which you're going to have a little bit of a rested bullpen for Anwa but I just have a tough time seeing them getting more than two runs and I do think that the heroes are going to be able to get Kim out of the game quite early. So we're going to be taking the run line here with the Kiwum heroes. With the run line with the heroes, there is still quite a bit of juice on it. I'm seeing mostly minus 155 to minus 170, so you do want to be checking your book accordingly, because the juice is ranging by about 15 to 20 cents, but I do think that the heroes should be able to win this game convincingly, and I'm actually going to take this game under, because I have to give the deficit of the doubt here for the Anwa Eagles being able to do much of anything when it comes to putting up runs. 304, 695, 304, 696. You've got the Kia Tigers, and they are going to be playing those to the Giants of Lotte. If you are looking at the Lotte Giants, you're getting anywhere between plus 170 and plus 180, if you're looking to lay it with Kia Tigers, well, you're going to be laying a lot of juice anywhere between minus 195 and minus 220. Your total on this game, it is 85 with the over on 8.5, it is minus 120, and the under is even. And we're seeing a couple nines pop up out there as well. With most of the nines, they are offshore, and over and under are both at minus 110. If you're looking at the Kia Tigers, they are going to be trotting out their Aaron Brooks. No, not the former Oregon Ducks basketball player or the former quarterback, but rather the gentleman that was pitching for the Baltimore Orioles and the Oakland A's last year. Meanwhile, Kyung E No is going to be pitching for the Lotte Giants, and Mr. Noh has been saying yes to a 1-1 record so far this year. He has won 21 innings, and he's also said yes to walks. Seven walks surrendered so far this year. What I will give him credit for is doing a good job of giving up soft contact. He's only given up one home run so far this year, and his last start against Tucson certainly did a solid job, despite the fact that he scattered three walks. In six innings, he gave up three runs, all of which were earned, so he kept the game out in front of him. He's not a guy that is going to go out there and is just going to get completely pelted, and at the same time, it is a little bit of a horse apiece situation because with Lotte, they have had to run through a lot of their bullpen. Meanwhile, Theron Brooks, he has done a good job of being able to give length for the Kia Tigers. He has went at least five and a third innings in every one of his starts so far this year. And in three out of his last four starts, he has made it at least six full innings. So that is something that you like. And with Brooks as well, five walks in five starts, very rock solid, giving up just two home runs in that time span. The Kia Tigers bullpen, you got to think that it's going to be well rested, raring and ready to go. You've got Preston Tucker in the lineup for Kia as well. He leads the KBO when it comes to RBI. You do have a couple guys I do think are doing for a little bit of regression when it comes to Kia, especially G1 Na. He had a buck 86 last year sitting at 341 this year despite being 35 years old. I do think that this is going to fall back to earth a little bit. They did get a little bit of a reinforcement out there in center field. Hun Rung Kim, he is hitting a 375 through his two games, but you got to think that there might be a little bit of rust there as well. And then when you take a look at Lotte, the team has three home runs in their last 13 games, and two of which have come from starters. Yesterday, they were able to get a home run off of Hugh. Hopefully I'm saying that name correctly, but with that said, he was hitting a buck 43 on the year. He wound up getting a pinch hit home run yesterday and what was really a garbage pinch hit home run in the ninth inning. So good on him. But with that said, the Lotte Giants have really been struggling to put up runs. and Machado, after having a wide-hot start to the year, he's been hitting like a buck 50 ever since the team's first seven games. I do think that this is going to be a lower scoring game. I think that Aaron Brooks is going to hold down the fort for Lotte. I wound up taking the money line with the Kia Tigers when it was a little bit more palatable. I think that the money line is still obviously the safest play but if you're looking at the run line, it is right around even with the Kia Tigers, depending on where you look. So certainly still some good value there. Going to be on the Kia Tigers. Recommend money line or run line here, whatever you're most comfortable with. And we're going to be going under as well. 304, 697, 304, 698. The NC Dinos are going to be playing out to the SKY Verns. Our friends the Dinos are finding themselves quite the favorite right now. They are anywhere between minus 225 and minus 230. Meanwhile, with the Verns, they are anywhere between plus 190 and plus 195. Your total on this game, it is anywhere between 9 and 9 and a half. We will start with the 9 and a half first. The 9 and a half has over juice of minus 105. The under is minus 115. Meanwhile, if you're taking a look at the 9, the over juice of minus 120, and the under is even, Drew Rasinski is going to be taking a mound for the Dinos. Meanwhile, Dane Hoon Kim is going to be going for the SKY Verns. and Mr. Tae Kim has been actually very solid for this team so far this year. He's got a 3 ERA. He was really a reliever for pretty much his entire career prior to this year, and I think as a result, the innings are going to be piling up, and I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression. He's given up just one home run over 24 innings so far this year. Does have a little bit of an awkward arm slot, but... Here's something else that you need to keep in mind. 11 walks over the course of 24 innings. When you put men on base, going up against the top home run inning team in the KBO, that means that you're going to get multi-run home runs, and that is a recipe for disaster with the NC Dinos. They pretty much got everyone back and in the lineup. They were dealing with an injury to their good inning catcher EJ Yang. He is back to the fold. This is someone that's hitting a little bit over a 300 so far this year. I like what he's doing. Aaron Altera has been able to up his average. Minwoo Park does a good job of being able to set the table. He's hitting above a 300. And then Sungbum Na, how about this guy? Hitting a 327 in the middle of the lineup. Eight home runs, 20 RBI. He has been very solid. And with the Wyverns, you do have to give them a little bit of credit as well. The team has been able to do a little bit of a better job of hitting. Jamie Romack was ding-dong, the witch is dead, able to get a home run yesterday. Jung Cha has really been able to do a better job. Job in the middle of the lineup as well. At this time last week, he was hitting right around a buck sixty-five. That averages now. I don't know about you, but Taylor Swift is feeling a two twenty-two. He has only two home runs so far this year. Very fittingly, he had twenty-nine last year. But with that said, this is someone that has a hit in each of the team's last six games. Three multi-hit games in that stretch, so he has been able to heat up a little bit. But with the Wyverns, they did wind up having to burn up a lot of their bullpen yesterday. They needed six innings out of that bullpen. I do think their regression is going to come in for Mister. Kim. I do think that rachinsky someone that does a very good job of being able to limit the walks, is going to be able to do so once again. Seven walks in 32 and a third inning so far this year. He's only given up two home runs so far this year. You take a look at his last three starts; It combined five runs surrendered, four of which were earned. I think that this is Dinos all day. I do think that Ryczynski is going to give up more like three or four runs. So for that reason, I'm going to be taking the over. But we're going to be looking at the run line here with the Dinos. I think that they should be able to take this game very easily. When you are taking a look at the run line of the Dinos, you're probably going to be laying a little bit of juice, but it should be very palatable. I'm seeing mostly minus 110 to minus 120 out there. So shop accordingly. But on the Dinos run line and the total over. And we are going to be wrapping it up with game number 304 699-304. for 700. LG Twins are going to be playing also the Samsung Lions. This is the tightest spread that I am currently seeing on the KBO betting board as the Twins are anywhere between minus 135 and minus 140 favorites. Meanwhile, the Lions anywhere between plus 115 and plus 120. You are finding yourself with a total anywhere between 10.5 and 11. On the 11s, the over has juice of minus 105. The under is minus 115. Uh, On 10.5, over is juice of minus 115. Under is minus 105. The starters for this game, Chung Yun Jung going for LG G. Meanwhile, it is going to be John Hun Beck going for the Samsung Lions and Mr. Beck has a 720 ERA. That is not necessarily what you want, and that is putting it very, very politely. He is also coming off the injured list, as the last time that he wanted pitching in a KBO game was on May 10th, so you gotta think that a little bit of rust is gonna be there. Samsung does have a pretty solid bullpen, but you know what else is solid? The fact that LG is able to put up a bunch of runs you gotta think that Roberto Ramos is gonna be able to bust out. He's still hitting a 360 with a KBO leading 10 home runs, despite the fact that he has been a little bit cold recently. Each other team's last four games, he has not one yard, just one RBI in that time span, but you do still have Hunsu Kim as well. The hitting machine is hitting a 386. Spent some time with the Baltimore Orioles and the Philadelphia Phillies. He has been very good. And then Isung Sung Choi, .330 batting average. He has got four home runs on the campaign. He does a good job of just being able to find a way on base. I really like the way that he's been able to produce and you've got to like the LG Twins bottom of the lineup as well. Hitters 6, 7, and 8 yesterday despite the loss. All had multi-hit games. Meanwhile with Samsung, this is a team that's Certainly is heating up with the bat, and that's all thanks to Tyler Saladino. At this time last week, he was hitting below the Mendoza line. All of a sudden, he is hitting a 282. He has had at least two hits in each out of the team's last five games. He's got two home runs in the team's last three games. He's got two plus RBI in each out of the team's last four games. That has been good. Juan Suck Lee. Despite the fact that Suck is in the name, he does not suck. He wound up going yard yesterday. This is someone that all of a sudden, he's starting to find a little bit of something as well. He's got a hit in four of the team's last five games. Had three hits and eight Conum 8th RBI yesterday. Needless to say, that is a little bit of a confidence booster. This is also a team that wound up getting back their shortstop Hukju Lee as well, so that is going to be a little bit of an addition. With both these teams, they've got some solid bullpens, but we saw the LG Twins bullpen wind up giving up four total runs, three of which were earned yesterday. The Samsung Lions, they had to go to their bend quite a bit. I do think that this is going to be a higher scoring game, but in the end, I do think that the LG Twins have a little bit more firepower. So for that reason, we're going to be laying the number here with the twins and we're going to be taking this a little over. And now we're wrap things up. For the baseball betting podcast for the games that are going to be taking place Thursday morning, recorded Wednesday afternoon. Big thanks to Sean Tierney. He does a great job of charting hockey and he has converted himself into a great KBO Charter, and Analyst for joining me in the last segment. And if you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you ever have a question for the podcast, fire it my timeline I'm at TuneIn41. Hopefully you're all safe, healthy, and doing well. And I'll talk to you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.